Welcome to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. This is the show where we talk to fast-growing, mission-driven entrepreneurs about how they're growing their businesses and helping others to get results. My name is Susan Leonardson, and on this episode, we have Kyle J. Sullivan. Kyle, if you do not know him, he is a, well, not, I don't know about now, but this is kind of his, his rap sheet, right? This is like his resume, D1 athlete, drug dealer, pastor, husband, father, and 202. So if that doesn't interest you to stick around and listen to the story, I don't know what will. So, um, what Kyle does is he actually is, um, helps people. He's got 10 years of organization leadership and team development. So he helps people to uh, be able to have great, powerful, and like create powerful coaching experiences, um, men, women in leadership organizations. He's going to talk all about it. So you're going to want to you're going to listen to this. Kyle, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here, Susan. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm glad you made the distinction that I'm not still <laughs> a drug dealing pastor. <laughs> I was that <laughs> would have some news articles coming after me. I was specifically referring to the athlete part. Like I'm, I'm maybe, I'm sure you're still athletic, but I don't know that you're an athlete. And then I get to the next one. I'm like, yeah, I know you're not that anymore. Listen, <laughs> Susan, good, I but... think that's your, uh, I think that's your way to make our episode go viral is uh, talk. <laughs> I got the drug dealing pastor on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, let's see. Let's, let's get your version of who you are <laughs> and what you do. I'm um, just Tell us, like, first of all, like, give us that, like, story of how you went from, you know, having obviously not the best circumstances in life to what you do now. And uh, I don't know, take take the time that you need to tell the story, because I don't want to skip over any important details. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Susan, I think everything builds upon itself. And for me growing up, I had one desire and that was to be accepted. So much of what I did was to gain acceptance from friends, from family. Uh, And so, you know, I played sports all growing up, did baseball and football and in high school, I did football and powerlifting. And I had the opportunity to kind of move up the ranks quickly. And so I was around kids older than me and so what I said in the beginning, I wanted acceptance. So it's kind of a win in Rome. You do as the Romans do type mentality. And I, in high school, got around party and I was a stereotypical jock. And it just intensified in college because I was no longer under the, the reign of my parents. I moved out. I pledged the fraternity. The D1 athlete side was actually as a cheerleader when I was just too short to make it on the football team because I'm about 5'8 on a good day with the right shoes and the right amount of hair product. Um, So I did cheerleading and that just intensified all the partying, which led to the drug dealing, well, drug using, drug dealing. And then my journey with faith happened when I got jumped out of drug deal. Wow, yeah. And I called a guy I knew from church and said, I need effing Jesus. I just didn't abbreviate anything. So he led me to Christ, front porch, in between me taking drags of a cigarette. And that led me on a journey over the next 11 years to really just answer the question, what's next? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing so far. Like that's 
I, I'm glad that we are having the conversation too of like, you know, the the reason why I don't know how many of my listeners are faith-based or religious or anything, but like that's that has more often than not been the story of my guests of like that was the change that that led to the next thing. So I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead and tell me the next thing. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing was just me being available as opportunities came. So I went back to school, got a degree, started working, got to work for two of the largest churches in the country, arguably the world, um, over that time. And really, that's where personal development was more exposed to me. And so getting to lead thousands of people, getting to be on stage week in, week out with, you know, anywhere from 10 people to six, 7,000 people. It just birthed in me this desire to help people win. And so I unofficially started my entrepreneurial journey, October 5th, 2019 at 1247 AM when I held my baby girl, Piper Grace Sullivan for the first time. That's amazing. So 2019, 2019, October, you said, yep. (laughs) Not very long ago, (laughs) not very long ago. And then the pandemic happened. So I'm at home. My wife's at home. We're all at home. Everybody was at home. And Susan, I believe that with disruption allows for reflection. And so through a series of events, I've realized it's time. It's time for me to go out on my own with this thing that I believe I'm 51% sure will work. Because I never wanted to have a conversation with my daughter a couple decades from now when she has this big decision between comfort and the unknown. And I'm going to tell her, you need to go do the thing, take the risk, make the leap, make the jump. And I didn't want her to say, dad you didn't yeah so i so i made the leap and unleashed the champ was born i love it unleash the champ is your coaching program correct that's right it's the name Mm. of my business and uh it's our it's our flagship program i love it so that is um what you're doing today this is the the what what you're using to be able to empower and impact others, to be able to bring out what's within them, right? Can you talk to us more about how you're helping people? Absolutely. So when it boils down to it, I call myself a culture coach because our culture, whether professionally or personally, is made up of what we teach, tell, and tolerate. So helping people on the personal side is typically people that have you know, solved or mostly solved the money problem, but at what sacrifice? Because when people are really driven, really motivated, really, and you look behind the curtain, does their spouse want to be around them? Do the kids want to be around them? When's the last time they took care of themselves? Mm-hmm. Or are they just bone dry pouring from an empty cup? Yeah. On the organizational piece, taking teams from siloed to synergy. Because what we know is that with the organizations that people don't leave organizations, they leave leaders. So when your culture is not right, your employees are going to leave because they do not feel valued. They don't feel appreciated. They don't feel heard. And you may have all of that happen 
and not even know why. Mm-hmm. And so being able to come in and whether unleash the champ within or release, unleash the champ of the initiatives you want to set for your organization, it all boils down to the umbrella of culture. That's so key. And I, I, I think maybe it would be important to distinguish because a majority of my listeners are going to be more in line with solo entrepreneurs or very small team entrepreneurs. And uh, we've talked about this before on other episodes of uh, team culture and, um, you know, making sure that your like mission, vision and values are in order. You've got, you know, in the ear, you're hiring according to those values and all those things. And I think it's still important to make sure people know, like, it doesn't matter what size your business is. So I'm going to let you speak to that. You should have a personal culture for your life. And if you're a solopreneur, like, and I think that's important because if you, you will only scale to the level that you have systematized, because if you bring somebody in, you grow in the business. Oh, it's great. It's awesome. I'm going to bring my first person in. What are you bringing them into? Yeah. Is it clear? (laughs) Do they know what's expected? Do you have your SOPs in line? If you don't have that, if if you bring somebody in and you get removed, what happens to the business? And so I think it's important to early on set it as if you're at your ultimate destination for your vision of your business. Like when I wrote out my business plan, it's got things in there that make me want to puke. Conferences retreats, foundation for elementary, middle school, high school students. So when I bring people on, they're going to hear the vision of where we're going, not where we're at. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good exercise for those solopreneurs, entrepreneurs with a you know small team, maybe it's just a handful of you, but understanding that what you set now sets you for the future. Yeah, that's... That's really key because if you, you know, we're talking about um, being able to scale a business and grow a business, you can't do it alone. You're eventually going to have to bring people in. And what you were speaking to before, if you don't have a great culture with yourself, with your business, with life, they're not most likely, not, I wouldn't say probably all the time, but most likely they're not going to want to stick around for that, especially like when we start talking about like organizational things, like you'd mentioned SOPs is like, that's not an ideal situation. Nobody wants to be working for someone who's completely disorganized, right? <laughs> so unless, just little things like that. Unless you're the person that's going to organize them. Yes, exactly. Unless that is your job. <laughs> <laughs> because when... So I have people that have helped me. I realized, oh, I'm really actually not as organized as I thought I was. Yeah. And so this this is a point to make of like, don't, in the beginning, we have to do everything. But there's oftentimes people that will do something because they believe in you as the leader that you got to get out. I had to get over myself and accept help mm-hmm. of people that said look, bro, you need this done and I'm going to do it for you. And we're just going to call that good. So you may be having some listeners going, I can't afford somebody right now. That's fine. There's somebody that loves to do the things you hate. You just got to find them. Yes. 
there's, there's so many talented people out there. Uh, that was one of the very first hires I made was hiring a business manager. Cause I can be organized, but I am not organized in my business for myself. So I had to hire somebody else to do it. Um, anyway, what, uh, what, let's talk a little bit more about unleash the champ itself. So you obviously help in a lot of different areas in someone's business, but you at the heart of it, like you said, it comes down to basically turning people into leaders, right? Do I have that right? Like that's the yeah. letting them be a it's, leader of a team and that culture. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So it's, it's the culture of yeah. your company. So it's how do you develop someone? What do they experience by being a part of your organization? Mm-hmm. And what are they going to take from it because of being involved in your organization? So let's talk about the actual like program itself. We're going to kind of switch a little bit here of our conversation. We're going to talk about um, what I love to get into of because uh, I love I love for people to be able to see behind the scenes of businesses. And that I kind of want to take a little bit of a behind the scenes scenes into Kyle's business right now and uh, see what, how, how he is actually organizing his program, what it looks like when someone comes into it. So Kyle, um, first of all, is it like one-on-one? Is it uh, a group setting? Is a course like, tell us like the different ways people can come in and, and work with you. Yeah. So right now it's all one-to-one. And so it is, we'll, we'll go with the organizational side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the side that's way more uh, streamlined, evergreen. Yeah. The one-to-one on the personal is more customized. So starts off with a fresh eyes assessment. So again, let's go back to the definition of culture. Teach, mm-hmm. tell, tolerate. We have to identify where you're at to determine where you want to go. So that fresh eyes is I'm not emotionally attached to your business. I'm not emotionally attached to your team. I'm not emotionally attached to your problems. So we're going to ask, what are your strengths from your perspective? And this is starts with the, the leader and like the director level. Okay. Or if it was a individual with a small team, it would just be the founder, mm-hmm. the solopreneur. Hey, what do you think is going well? What do you think are some weaknesses, areas of growth? What are some opportunities? And then I'll go, if possible, a level below and go, okay, hey, what do you think is happening? <laughs> because one of the biggest barriers of culture is communication mm-hmm. and clarity. And oftentimes the leaders at the top believe things are happening that the people in the trenches are going, Mm-mm, it ain't actually <laughs> happening that way. <laughs> so that's when it that's the first step. Yeah. The next step would be what what type of development plan does the team or the organization need? Because I had, you know, gone through Myers-Briggs and Strength Finder and Enneagram and emotional intelligence, have all these certifications, have all the ability to lead people through this. And it's asking, okay, how are you going to develop your team? So where's your where are you at? Mm-hmm. How are you developing your team? And then the third piece of it is the implementation of the plan. So based on what we discover through what's actually happening, where you want to go, the plan to develop the team, then we can start to work the plan. Yeah, makes sense. That's like, that's the basic framework for pretty much (laughs) what I do too, which I love it because it's like, okay, we evaluate, 
let's figure out the plan. Let's go execute the plan. Um, but I love that you brought up some, some specifics there of like, you know what, sometimes if you have a team, they may know things that are happening that you are not as a leader are not aware of, or think they have different, um, eyes on it. So, uh, thank you for sharing that. So this is one-on-one, um, let's quit while we're talking about it. Um, I know that you hang out on Instagram, you're at Kyle J Sullivan and, um, tell people like if they're wanting to know more, um, about what you do or just connect with you and hang out with you, ask you questions or whatever, how can they do that? Yeah. Again, DM me impact on Instagram at Kyle J Sullivan. So I know you came from this amazing show and, uh, yeah, we can have more conversation. Cause I know this is just uh, scratching the surface. You may be intrigued what it can mean for you as a solopreneur or your business. And I'd love to have that conversation. Awesome. So Kyle, what are you uh, working towards? You mentioned, I mean, I know that you have the grand vision. You've talked about <laughs> stages and all that. And I think that you, you do that already, obviously, because you, you know, you've done it in maybe not in business, but in other areas of your life. Right. Um, what's kind of the next vision, the next plan or stage of your business? Yeah, it's going to be a group coaching uh, experience yeah. for men and women in leadership that is focused on them. So, so I'm calling I'm calling it the champion circle. Oh, I love it. And it's going to be a place for high performing leaders to take the mask off, to dive into themselves so that they can, if they need to, put the mask back on and go lead their life. It's going to be a place to be able to lay down so that they can pick up what they need to. That's awesome. So moving from one to one group coaching, love it. That's way we can impact more people. We hit that max of how many people we can help one, one natural step. Um, so what are you, if you don't mind me asking, what's kind of the problem or I don't like to use the word problem because they're not problems. They're just the next thing you got to figure out, right? What's that next thing for you to make that happen? That, that, um, group coaching level. I'm going to be honest, is, is me getting out of my own way and just talking about it. Yeah. Right Right now, I know what one-to-one, it provides, it provides more, um, you know, more touch points. It makes me feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're going to pull back mm-hmm. the curtain, right? I was a pastor for 11 years. I like feeling needed. Mm-hmm. And the barrier that I worked through with my coach is that with a group coaching, part of the power is the community and they actually don't need you as much. Yeah. Yeah. There's a special and, thing there. Go ahead. Right. So that's, that's my biggest uh, barrier yeah. for me to launch this thing is like, I kind of like feeling needed with my one-to-one clients <laughs> and they have crazy amounts of access to me. And I like that. Do you ever feel like, I think I, I'm going to also be doing the same thing currently. I'm one-to-one and I'm developing it into group. And I think for me, it's like when you are, and maybe it's cause I can be sometimes a bit of a type A like control freak, <laughs> but like, if I don't see what's happening, if I don't have my hands on it, I doubt that it's happening the way that it should. Do you feel yeah. the same way? Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I can't be We're, helping them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. And then we have to just trust that the incubator that we create is going to do its job. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's the piece. Like, yeah. yeah. 
And it's all just within our own minds, right? Obviously we know that there's powerful programs. I'm a big, big fan here um, of group coaching programs because I know that they provide that support that your people need, but also allow you to be able to help more people and have a little bit more freedom in your time as well. So I, that's, that's like awesome. I love to hear that. Um, yeah. Okay. Kyle, thank you so much for being here. I, before I totally cut you off, I want to give you the chance to say anything else, any final thoughts that you want to share with people that we didn't quite get to, but you know, that they need to hear it. Um, and while you're thinking of that, well, one last time you can go and connect with Kyle on Instagram, Kyle J Sullivan, um, DM him the word impact. So he knows he came from here. You came from here and he can continue the conversation with you there. Okay, go ahead. Any final thoughts? Yeah. You know, Susan, one of the things that, uh, that comes up most often right now, especially in the climate and culture that we're in is the need for peace. Everybody no matter if they're intra or entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people in general, we're desiring peace. And one of the things that I think is important is that peace comes from action. It rarely precedes it. So if there's something that you're deciding on, listener, and, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? You go back and forth like this internal ping pong game. Make a decision and see if the peace doesn't follow. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Kyle, thanks for being here. Uh, this was amazing. Um, glad to have you on here. Hopefully someday I can bring you back on and we'll do a catch-up episode because this was great. Um, all right, thanks. Absolutely, thank you so much.